Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch a bandit run. Hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. We've got a lot of special things going on on Three Dudes with a View this morning, and um, it's it's a great, great morning. Not only is the weather good, the company's better. Uh, dude number two, Clayton Harris, you're out there still driving the bus, are you? Yes, sir. Making my way in. All right. Dude number one, we are honored this morning to have dude number one, Jim York, in studio with us on the air for the first time ever, I think. No, it's about the second time. I did channel this show one time, but uh, first time with the program. Yeah. Good morning, Delk. How's everybody? Good morning, Mr. York. It's great to have you here in person. Uh, and we got more special things to go on in that regard here in just a minute. Now, Coach Mike Lyle usually is uh, talks to us once in a while, but he operates the board every morning for us for this show. But, uh, Mike, I'm going to let you take it away. There's, he has got something extremely special going this morning. And uh, if you would, introduce who's with us and tell us what's going on. Okay, I'd be happy to. Uh, our special guest this morning is a group of ladies who have been working now probably uh, two years uh, together. Uh, they are part of the Ladies Auxiliary of the American Legion post here. Uh, is it 19 It's here? Okay. Uh, and they are with a group called the Quilts of Valor. And these ladies hand make quilts to be given in honor, given to our veterans. Uh, this particular group works for Murray County veterans. And uh, they give their, they, they hand make these quilts uh, one at a time. And, uh, and they, they give them to our veterans uh, here in Murray County. And w- today we happen to have two veterans that are part of our studio, part of our, our family here that we're going to, they're going to come in and honor today. So I'd like to, uh, introduce, uh, Libby Moss, who's, I guess, serves as kind of the chairman of our, of the group. Uh, it's, it's a big committee. It's a whole three people. So it's, yeah, it's <laughs> they all kind of work together on this. Good morning, Libby Moss. How you doing? Good morning, Dale. How are you? And then, uh, Joyce Johnson and my wife, Teresa Lyle, uh, all part of this. Uh, they all chip in and work together to, to make these quilts and, and, uh, and then to distribute them. And um, Mike, as, as I understand it, they are working, or maybe Libby, you tell me. Um, they, they're basically what they're trying to do is to make a quilt for every Murray County veteran of whatever war of whatever age. I would love to do that. That is my goal. I will probably. Well, I know I will never live long enough to do that, but I'm hoping somebody will take up the banner. Right. That's that's just amazing. Yeah, that's uh, those who've served in those who've served in peacetime, those who've served in wartime, those who've served in the Second War, Korean War, Vietnam, Gulf War, whatever. Whatever. Uh, yeah. My my heart is with the Vietnam veterans. 
Um, if I don't give anybody else a, a quilt, if we don't give a quilt for anybody else, I feel like the Vietnam veterans should have a quilt to welcome them home and thank them for their service because they didn't get that when when they should have. I'm aware. I, I'm, I'm of that age. All right, Mike Lyle, though, that's a great segue for you to uh, – uh, I believe we've got a couple of Vietnam War yes, veterans here well, with we've us. Yes, got, we've got a couple of veterans. I know definitely have a Vietnam veteran. Uh, James, did you serve in Vietnam? Or? I went in right after Vietnam. I'm considered as a Cold War veteran. Okay. Cold War. All right. What They, they do kind of have a special a ceremony of sorts that they, they do go through, so I'm going to turn that over to Libby and let her – Go through with with uh, her her little thing and uh, and, to, and and to be clear though, our uh, they're honoring today, Mr. Jim, Jim York, uh, Vietnam War veteran, uh, seventeen years old. Uh, said, "Hey, Uncle Sam, I'm ready to rock and roll." I mean, whoa! And uh, uh, of course, it's, I guess your parents had to sign to get you in. Didn't yeah, they, Jim? yeah, they had to sign uh, back in those days. You couldn't join unless you had two parents signatures my father was a world war ii veteran and i think that's still the case for 17 year olds as far as i know yeah Yeah. and uh and james dickinson who uh uh served as a young man right after the vietnam war in the cold war uh so uh it's i'm i'm getting goosebumps just sitting here but anyway take it away mike loud or ladies tell us what's happening we'll uh, tell you what if uh Tracy enjoys. I guess this corner over here is going to be the best place to to pull them up and uh, set them up, and then we can you can give them to the uh, Delk. If you'll just turn your okay. camera to to that corner there, where they will. Let me see what I can do here. And I all right, will... folks, if you're watching on WKOMRadio.com, these ladies, uh, Teresa Lyle and. Um, Joyce Johnson. Joyce Johnson are getting out their first quilt here. It's uh, and we'll red, white, and blue, of course. It's uh, a patchwork quilt. It's beautiful, ladies. Absolutely gorgeous. Let's uh, let's turn it over to Libby and let her. Well, first off, I want to thank you all for inviting us here, and I want you to know that we represent the American Legion Auxiliary Unit 19, which sponsors a Quilt of Valor chapter here in Murray County. And we represent members and volunteers all over the country, but our chapter was approved to keep our quilts within Murray County and not have to send them outside the county during a quilt drive in another town or state. Um, Blue Star Mom, Catherine Roberts, began the Quilts of Valor Foundation in 2003 from her sewing room in Seaford, Delaware. Her son Nathaniel's year-long deployment to Iraq provided the initial inspiration and her desire to see that returning troops were welcomed home with love and gratitude, provided the rest. Catherine hit upon the idea of linking quilt top makers with machine quilters in a national effort to achieve her goal of awarding the healing quilts to returning servicemen and women touched by war. The Quilts of Valor serve as tangible reminders and of appreciation and gratitude to our service members. Uh, the quilt is an express, expression of the gratitude meant to thank and comfort you. Our first presentation is going to be to Mr. James York. James was honorably discharged. He served in the Navy 
from 1964 to 1970. He was a radar man second class, and he served aboard DD, which is a destroyer, 449, uh, USS Nicholas at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, and he had campaigns to Vietnam. He he earned the National Defense Service Medal, the Vietnam Service Medal, the Vietnam Campaign Medal, and he served in Taiwan, Japan, Hong Kong, Australia, Da Nang, Fiji, and the Philippines. We want to thank you very much for your service. We welcome you home. You do not know what it means for us to present a Vietnam veteran with this quilt. We love you. Thank you again. Wow. 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 Thank you uh, for the presentation, but I'd also like to honor two of my classmates who were also in Vietnam. They were on the ground pounding. Earl Martin, he lives in Baltimore, Maryland right now, and James Augusta Davis, he lives in my hometown, Covington, Louisiana. Uh, without them doing what they had to do and me supporting them with gunfire support, uh, I appreciate and in honor of them, I'd like to receive this blanket. Thank you. You're so welcome. Wow. And folks, Mr. Jim York has his Vietnam veterans uh, hat on and as well as his, he proudly wears and I, I, I I, I grant that he should proudly wear his Grambling uh, shirt every, I think, every morning when he's on the show. I'm a proud gra- graduate of Grambling University, uh, and Vietnam War veteran. So, and Lydia, I know what you're talking about, though. Having graduated in 1974, it's a long story, but our veterans at that time simply were not thanked. My mother and dad were both. Uh, World War II veterans, and they both served in the Navy. My dad was served on several destroyers, which is why I knew what the DD meant. <laughs> Tin can man, no less. So uh, I, I do know a little bit about the Navy. I was raised on Navy stories. Yeah. And it, it broke my heart to see to see what happened to our Vietnam veterans when they came back because we should have been supporting them as a nation and, and as a nation. Well, thank yeah, you, ladies. Congratulations, thank you ladies so Jim much. York. Yes, sir. And <laughs> and folks, just to to briefly, some of you I'm sure just don't know what Libby's talking about. And just to tell you what it is, the uh, the Vietnam War, whether we should have been in it or out, is or not in it. That's you know that'll be debated. Uh, I think as time goes on, most people agree we shouldn't have been in Vietnam, but we should have supported our our service people. That the the nation blamed the military blame the service members it wasn't the service members that got us into that war it was ourselves we elected the idiots that did it (laughs) and it it wasn't the fault of the men and women who were fighting for their country in vietnam and how you know how we got off on that national goofiness i don't know but that's another day but that's what libby's talking about and that's why she has tears in her eyes because we lost a lot of people um and jim york served and now we're trying to make something really right by thanking him and um i I strongly suspect he didn't get a whole lot of thanks when he came home back in 1970 or so so yep yep (laughs) 
Jim York is fabulous. Boy, you look great with that quilt on your hat and your yeah. graduate university. <laughs> I mean, Give me some nickel and go to sleep. I mean, this this guy. I mean, you know, raise a flag over him and uh, play quilts, "God Bless America." I'm telling you, those quilts are meant to be used and not put up and oh, stored. I okay, use them, especially yeah. when I go okay. to sleep in my easy chair. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for so much. Thank you. You're All welcome. right, Jim York. Can, yeah, this is that. This is awesome, y'all. All right, folks, where are we going next? We're going to introduce Mr. James Dickinson. Mr. Dickinson was in the Army from 1977 to 1983. And on his comment section, he did not tell me anything about where he served or what he did, or where he was stationed, but we want to thank him for his service and welcome him home from wherever he was. Thank you. You're welcome. It, it was largely Germany, wasn't it, James? Well, I, was, I, I went in and served time at Fort Knox, Kentucky, left Fort Knox, Kentucky, went to uh, Fort Pope, Louisiana. Louisiana took a journey across the sea to uh, Camp Casey, Korea, spent about 14 months there and came back to Fort Knox, Kentucky, and uh Shortly after that, I was ordered to uh, Germany, spent a, uh, 32 months in Wild Flick in Germany. And my job when I first went in was a tank gunner, M60 tank gunner. And I had a little bit of college. And so they said that since you had college, we're going to re- reclassify you. And I ended up being the same thing as radar was on MASH. I was a company clerk. And so I had an interesting job, got to mingle with everybody. And uh, you, you were and the one that kept everything moving then. I was. I kept everything moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Uh, it was a it was a hectic job, but I loved every minute of it. Uh, wanting to trade it for nothing, as well as Jim, my father, uh, stepfather was a World War II veteran. He was a tail gunner in a B sixteen, and I used to, as a kid, would look at the World War II pictures that he had in a, a green duffel bag, and I always thought that's what I wanted to do. And then Vietnam jumped out real heavy, and I was watching our our upperclassmen get their. Uh, best draft notices they was getting a graduation certificate one night and draft notice the next night yeah i remember and, and i had several cousins that ended up going there and it was unique because on saturday night bob hope's show and of course back in the mid 60s and 70s we only had two channels three channels but everybody that had somebody that was in vietnam would have a uh Bob Hope watch party and we'd get a letter from our cousins and said we're going to be on the Bob Hope show and there would be so many people journey at the house and had a big window up front of the house and everybody were looking through the window hoping to get to see your cousin or something like that on a Bob Hope show but yeah I wouldn't trade anything for the military uh, it was a good experience the average person don't realize what a military person goes through it's nothing like living in a tent for 45 days and snows knee deep uh, and uh Hadn't seen a shower in four or five weeks and shave out of steel pots. and But we maintained, and it was a camaraderie like second to none. It was unbelievable that you had a group of guys that worked so hard together. And when you when you ETSed or left out, it was always a big party, and everybody would uh, gather around and wish you well. And you, and you missed them guys the rest of your life. So I wouldn't took anything for the U.S. Army training I had. Wow. You step you. up. Go ahead and step up there. And- all right, folks. Again, if you're watching on WKOMRadio.com, James Dixon is about to receive his quilt. It's a gorgeous quilt. Again, I'll, I'll, Again this one, thank you so much for your service. You. Thank you for this one ready. predominantly uh, blue and red with uh, some white in, but and American flags uh, 
stitched in. It's a patchwork quilt. It's gorgeous. Uh, well deserved. Thank you, Derek. This is a this is a movement that uh, I think really needs to be brought to our, to to the nation's attention and especially Tennessee's attention and stuff like that. Uh, like all movements, they need they need a little help. And if you're out there listening, uh, you know these these quilts are, are free to our veterans. Obviously, they've already paid for their their quilts. Moreover, you know more than more than enough. But these ladies do need some some help with uh, materials and and stuff like that. So if you could. Uh, uh, if you could see your way to help a little bit, uh, Libby, where would they need to send checks or money to to help y'all? I am the treasurer of the American Legion Auxiliary, and okay. the auxiliary sponsors our chapter of Quilts and Valor. So they pay the $75 fee, and then there's a $10 fee for each one of our members that are in the Quilt of yeah. Valor. Um, I have set up a sub-account. In the veterans, within the veterans account for the auxiliary, we have two accounts, a uh-huh. general fund and a veterans fund. But I set up a sub-account for Quilts of Valor, and I keep track of all of our donations and all of our expenses. Um, we have expenses for material. Before Joyce bought her quilting machine, we had expenses for quilting, and that meant we had expenses for postage to send our quilts to uh, the Long Armors, who were part of the Quilts of Valor Foundation. Uh, the quilt, the quilters are paired with Long Armors so that the quilts can get done. So we send them to, we were sending them to the Long Armors, and they would quilt them and send them back. They provide mm-hmm. the batting and their time on the quilting machine, and we provided the backing and the pieced yeah. front. But um, they would send the the any any donations would be accepted by me, Libby Moss, at my home, one hundred Oak Drive, here in Columbia. Okay, and I'm also, sure you could contact any member of the American. Yeah, Legion. you send it to the American Legion any and member of the American Legion. Also, y'all could send it here. I was going to say, if y'all want to bring, if anybody wants to bring it by the station uh, and give it uh, give it to one of us here, just again have it earmarked for. For quilts of valor, I'll make sure it gets to them. Uh, I kind of near and dear to one of the people in the. Uh, <laughs> I get to see her a lot, so. Uh, but guys, I appreciate you coming. This is I know when these ladies they get together about once or twice a week, and so and they work eight, nine, sometimes ten hours a day when they do this. It is a labor of love. They it love being. They love. love doing what they do. They love doing it with each other. But they also love our veterans. Amen. And uh, and and they they really enjoy uh, having this opportunity to thank them in their service. Mike, so. Mike, thank you for initiating that for me and and my comrades and Libby and, and Joyce. Thank you so much and and your wife for <laughs> for helping us uh, to remember those days. I think it's very important. And like so many people don't, don't receive any recognition. And and I think of the 58,000 that aren't able to receive it. That that's what I think about when I receive it. So thank you so much. The 58,000 who died in Vietnam. All right, folks. Mike Lyle, thank you for bringing this to us. It was my honor. It actually was my honor to do it, so to have a part of it. So, yeah, Teresa, Libby, Joyce, thank you. Jim York, 
James Dickinson, congratulations. We've gone along here, but it was well worth it. Uh, this was special, folks. I mean, really special. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group. 
land is your legacy. You know the day destroys the night, night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide, break on through to the other side, break on through to the other side, break on through to the other side, yeah. You know the day destroys the night. Divides a day Try to run Try to hide Break on through To the other side Break on through To the other side Break on through Good morning, folks. Three dudes with a view. I'm with you. Del Kennedy, dude number three. Mike Lyle, where did that song come from? <laughs> That's one of your old bump-in songs for a long, you know, we had it some time back before we started playing. Uh, it's It's been in the list ever since the beginning. I, I hadn't missed it. Okay. So, <laughs> just, uh, we got, we had a lot going on in here, and I was, uh, I didn't get a chance to change it over to the, to the songs we normally play. So, uh, I, 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 we want that trucker song again. Yeah, we'll get it in there. We'll, we'll make sure it's in there. All right, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Joe. Good morning, everybody. And dude number one, live and in person in the studio this morning. It's fantastic to have you, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, Clayton and everybody. All right, we can turn from the quilts of valor to, um, you know, I mean, the. It, I don't know who's nuttier, uh, the Tennessee Republican Party or the Democrat liberals in Washington. Um, here we've got this Alejandro Mayorkas, who's our Secretary of Homeland Security. And, of course, the Department of Justice, well, among other things, he says that the uh, Department, that the, he, he, he testified in front of Congress that the border crisis had been effectively handled. And that all was now good. So, you know, I mean, folks, if anybody can't see what he means by effectively handled, it means that they've got the borders wide open. Uh, the I've actually seen films of uh, Border Patrol agents, you know, helping them get out of the boats uh, as they cross the Rio Grande. Then they're sent to a, a non-governmental organization, Catholic Charities, some, some such, who has a contract with the federal government. Gives them clothing, shelter, health care, uh, and uh, gives them, you know, instructions and pamphlets and advice on how to live here in southern, in well, here how to live in the United States. And then they're they're usually put on a bus or a plane. They're uh, going all over the country. They they land out there in Nashville Airport three four in the morning. Then they're put on a bus and taken out to Nolensville Road where they're given temporary shelter and assistance until they get themselves on the feet, get a job, and 
off you go. That's a, so that means the border crisis has been effectively handled. But Delk, there's a problem. There has always been a problem. Until we get a active reform on immigration, it will continue to be a problem. If the Republicans and the Democrats could just sit down, shut their mouths and sit down and work out something to, to you know, like this Ukraine issue. Now, the Ukrainians can come over here and jump ahead of the line of people that's been waiting for asylum all these years. So we got to continue to to work on a reform policy that's adequate for this country at this time, day and age. We're working, we're working in the rears, and it's never going to work. Nobody's ever going to be happy, and you're going to have all kind of things happening. You know, Mr. York, I've heard that over and over and over. And you and I played this game the other day about how we might get to a compromise. And I said, okay. And the, and Donald Trump offered this over and over and over. He said, I'm willing to, um, I'm willing to, to uh, grant amnesty to uh, every uh, illegal alien, 15 million of them or so. Who knows how many they are? But but uh, grant them amnesty, make them U.S. citizens. To every one of them that's in the United States now, in exchange, I want to close the border effectively. But the system's already broken, Dell. The si- you know, when you've got an immigration policy that allows Cubans to come over with no problem, and every other immigrant's got a problem, they got to go jump through hoops, that's a problem. We need to sit down and work out a immigration policy for the 21st century, not the 1940s. Well, I think the Democrats, you know, Alejandro Mayorkas is. They've got. They don't need. They don't need legislation. They've got immigration right where they want it, and um, open borders. And well, they're catching a lot of fentanyl, you know. Comprehensive immigration <laughs> reform just is a synonymous with open borders. So, why do they even need legislation? You know, in the meantime, this idiot, Mayorkas, you know, the FBI and the. And the uh, Department of Homeland Security have repeatedly told us under the Biden administration that white supremacist terrorists are the number one threat in this country. Yet Mayorkas is sitting there in front of Congress, and he was asked to name one case of white supremacist terrorism that Department of Homeland Security has referred to the Department of Justice since Biden took office, and he couldn't name one. Well, that's possible. I mean, he might have thousands of cases and, and, and names passed in a flash, so you don't remember names. I have a hard time remembering names of anybody sometimes. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't buy that. That's a false narrative. I mean, the only, I guess they're white people I know doing terrorists, you know, they were having an absolutely just a, a march in Portland, some conservatives. Uh, supporting this uh, conservative Republican running for governor out in Oregon, and, and Antifa gets on a bridge over, over the top of, and actually starts starts throwing explosive bombs into the crowd. Some of they, them got hurt. They had to get together in Nebraska the other day. Trump, you know, that was mostly his folks are Caucasian having a rally, so, a legal rally. And in your view, that should be illegal? I think he ought to sit down somewhere. He's a has-been. He ought to sit down somewhere and get out of the political fray. No other president has ever done or broken the norms like Trump. 
Yeah, and we he's need a it. disgrace to the world, not just to this country, to the world, the stuff he pulled. Well, we could argue about that. Uh, arguably, he's he may not have succeeded in saving this country, but he he he's the only thing that came close. Um, and it's not over yet. I mean, that's another thing is, you know, y'all, the liberal media thinks they've got Trump cornered, nailed down, just when they thought they had him, you know, erased. Uh, it's hard to nail down a snake. <laughs> just when they thought they had him erased, here comes Elon Musk buying Twitter and Truth Social gets launched. Clayton, what's the, the Truth Social, Trump's uh, Facebook platform? Uh, it went live over the weekend, didn't it? Yeah, Doug, really the last 72 hours, um, you've really seen uh, seen it really take off as far as adding people who were on the wait list. So, um, yeah, it's very interesting. You, you know, last week there was reports on Twitter that all of a sudden a lot of conservative voices, their followers were going up by, by thousands of thousands of followers daily. Uh, that they had never seen before. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on over at Twitter, uh, but I know uh, True Social has really uh, taken off over the past 72 hours, and uh, you're seeing hundreds hundreds of thousands of people uh, joining, and it's been the number one app on Apple for the last uh, four or five days. So You think the rats uh, are leaving the ship over Twitter? I think that's it. I think they're trying to get they're trying to clean things up before Musk gets his hands on it, uh, because whatever he does find uh, as far as uh, any of the shadow banning or uh, the, the the silencing of, of people, it will come out that he will find it if, if he can. And I think what you see is a lot of folks that have worked for Twitter the past several years that have controlled the Internet, essentially. They're all of a sudden, uh, they're out. They're going to get exposed uh, and fired. For people who can't quite clean their tracks. For people who can't quite understand this, I mean, all of a sudden, these conservative voices are getting thousands and thousands and thousands of new followers. Well, that means that what Twitter was doing was turning off their followers. Correct. Correct. So they jumped to Truth Social, which which is an oxymoron in its name. And they listen to all kind of disinformation, and I won the election, and I'm this and Ms. I'm York, that. Who should decide what's what's information <laughs> and what's disinformation? This well, new? when you lie, Delta, that, that's disinformation. Just well, old-fashioned lie. L-I-E, lie. What, was the Mueller report disinformation? Mr. York, you the report disinformation? Yeah, I mean, this, this crazy woman who's been appointed the czar of disinformation at... Who, Marjorie Green? No. <laughs> You're talking about the Ministry of Truth. The Ministry of Truth? Marjorie Taylor Green? No, that's this new office Biden's name. That's another thing this Alejandro of Mayorkas has done. And that the woman singing the supercalifragilisticallydosis, and she's a nut job. I mean, now, I'm it, not going to say every politician is going to tell you 100% the things I mean, that it, are it, actual. But, Ms. York, who should decide what, what's disinformation? Let's take a break and come the back. Public, the public. Well, speaking of disinformation, the Tennessee Republican Party, we're going to come back to that. Oh, my goodness. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Does it really matter where you get your jewelry repaired? Of course it does. When you take your jewelry to a hometown jeweler, you build trust. Hello, I'm Rick Tillis, owner of Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia. I started as a goldsmith 30 years ago, and because of my experience and our staff, we ensure all repairs are completed to the highest of expectations. So yes, it does matter who repairs your jewelry. And if you are in need of any type of jewelry repair, please stop by for a free consultation. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Hey folks, this is Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Walk-In Clinics. Hey guys, we're open 11 to 11, seven days a week so that you don't have to go wait at the emergency room when you have an urgent care need. Our providers are all emergency medicine experienced or critical care experienced, and we're there to take care of you so that you're not caught at the emergency department for hours and hours on end. Folks, seven days a week, right in front of Walmart, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., we stay late so you don't have to wait at the ER. I'll never forget the day I decided to go out for the football team. Mr. Banks, the JV football coach and my history teacher, asked me to stay after class. I thought I was in trouble. He said, hey, Darius, have you thought about going out for football? I think you'd be great. Fact is, I never played football. Fact is, I never had anyone tell me I'd be great at something. So, with no experience at all, I signed up. And a week later, I padded up and was running drills on the field. I never was great, but playing high school sports was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I was accepted by my teammates, and I learned that when someone believes in you, you can believe in yourself. Encourage a student you know to take part in a high school sport. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hot summer weather is approaching. Nobody wants their HVAC to break down in the extreme heat. That's why Hiller is offering a free service call with any repair to help keep you cool all summer long. And this month, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 60 months on select new HVAC systems. Stay cool all summer. Visit HappyHiller.com today for details. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. He's bound to die, loaded up and- 
trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch old bandit run. Okay, folks, we are back. Three dudes with a view. I'm dude number three, Delta Kennedy. It's a Monday morning. It's a beautiful Monday morning. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. And dude number one in studio with us, and it's delightful, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Okay, we've talked about the nut jobs with the liberal media and the Biden administration and all that, but let's talk about the nut jobs with the Tennessee Republican Party. Now, Clayton, you sent me this over the weekend, or no, maybe Debbie Matthews sent it, but it's a Facebook post by one of those 17 brilliant um, Republican executive uh, state committee. executive committee yeah. members who uh, disqualified uh, Ortega, Starbuck, and Baxter Lee uh, as candidates on the Republican ballot for primary ballot in August. Uh, said they weren't real Republicans. And to make it clear, folks, they were not disqualified because of residency in the district. That issue was 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 resolved, actually. Uh, but they they the 17 brilliant members uh, said that Ortega, Starbuck, and Baxter Lee were not legitimate, bona fide Republicans and therefore not entitled to run as Republicans, and nobody even knew that the State Executive Committee of the Republican Party had this power up until now. And all of a sudden, these three folks who are just as, you know, Ortegas was in the Trump administration, for Pete's sake, uh, a high player. Uh, Starbuck is a Cuban-American descendant. And who knows? Did anybody find me any Cuban-American who's not Republican? <laughs> they don't exist. And then poor old Baxter Lee. You know, has been voting Republican and giving money for years. I mean, north of $100,000 to Republicans. Well, and and as that genius uh, executive committee member uh, that you just mentioned that made that post on Facebook put it, uh, he he was too much of a Bob Corker, Lamar Alexander. I'm about to read. I mean, how? But now, do we have a name for this idiot? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Let me find it. Go go, go ahead, though, if you want to read his comment. I mean, the fact. fact, I mean, Facebook really. I mean, that's another reason I don't post on Facebook. I mean, people just get out there and make idiots out of themselves. I mean, just fools. And this, listen to what this fool, he posts this on Facebook. This is one of these state executive committee members who voted Baxter Lee off the ballot. And he says, uh, first, G- well, Jim Sandman is the guy. Jim that. Sandman. <laughs> and this is real. This is real. That's his real name? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And people, I don't know where these Republican Sandman. committee members, the state executive committee members are on the ballot. And, uh, you know, it depends on where you live, who represents you on the Republican executive committee. But if, if you see Jim Sandman on the ballot, vote for anybody but Jim Sandman. <laughs> All right. Um, here now first he gives he dissembles and lies about why they broke the bylaws and met in secret uh we had all the candidate statements and vouching letters with us under consideration so there was no need or requirement for a rep of the candidate to be present well the bylaws say it's supposed to be an open meeting by the way i was one of the three who voted for starbucks and Ortega's. So he, he wanted to keep the, he, they were real Republicans, according to Jim Sandman. Uh, 
Um, but but not according to our county mayor. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Not according to our county. That's a whole other subject. I didn't vote for Baxter Lee because his past support for Bob Corker and Lamar Alexander, who weren't true conservatives in the view of many. I was... I'm satisfied that the bylaws were upheld. Well, this doofus, you know, Bob Corker. So Baxter Lee had been has supported Bob Corker and Lamar Alexander. Now, folks, they were Bob Corker and Lamar Alexander are Republicans, right? I know Republicans, correct? And yeah, and the the bylaws of the Republican Party don't say that only conservative Republicans are qualified to run as for a Republican nomination. What's um, that got to do with the price of rice? Yeah, no, I mean, the, <laughs> clearly the bylaws contemplate moderate Republicans, but Baxter Lee reads the bylaws, and, <laughs> and it, I mean, but this Ron Sandman reads the bylaws in an entirely different way. Um, folks, this is harmful. This will lead to us losing the majority in Tennessee. No democracy. It, it, you got it right, Mr. York. The, the, the people who... Um, the people who there are, I mean, Bob Corker and Lamar Alexander. Now they're not my cup of tea anymore. Now that's a whole nother story. Bob Corker and Lamar Alexander in their time and in their day were pivotal Republicans for Tennessee. They served Tennessee, uh, and the Republican party in an amazing way in their time and in their day, which was an entirely different time and day from where we are today. The problem with both of them is they stayed past, uh, their their welcome point where uh, they they were really no longer represented what the mainstream of the Republican Party in Tennessee wanted to do, and most notably, Lamar Alexander uh, and I think Bob Corker as well would not vote to repeal Obamacare. But M- Lamar <laughs> and Corker were more moderate. Uh, Corker was a little bit far to the right than than Lamar, but but I think they were moderate, and with the with the times changing, uh, everybody wants to be to the right. And, and that's another norm that was broken in 2016. Go to the right as far as you can. So a lot of Republicans want to lean as far to the right as they possibly can. And, and when you do that, to me, you, you take away the democracy of this country because it's, it's not for the people, it's for power. If, if I'm not mistaken, Trump was the first Republican nominee for president that was not that that was actually not against gay marriage. Like he he came out and he was he was okay with it. And before that, I don't recall any Republican. In fact, Barack Obama in 2008 was against gay marriage. Yeah, so, he was against. So it. I mean, this far to the right thing with Tr- Trump was a Democrat, Mr. York. Trump used to be a used Democrat. To be the, then he went he, crazy. He was he wasn't far right. He's not a far right guy. <laughs> then he went crazy he's, and he became Republican. He's more he's he's a he was a populist. I don't I don't consider Trump to be hardcore right. Now I think you know maybe Ted Cruz ten years ago that's hardcore right. I I, I don't I don't know I don't find a high, hard time buying that. Trump was hardcore right in 2016. Well, I know no. that being part of the crowd, it's kind of hard to identify those hardcore right because everybody's right. Uh, you know? Certainly, you know, the hardcore right, like uh, the the war hawks and militarists, uh, like the Cheney bunch, I mean, he certainly wasn't that. Uh, and uh, the John McCain's are hardcore right in the sense that they, you know, they attacked Canada. Uh, and he wasn't the hardcore right there. He said that Caitlyn Jenner could 
uh, use any bathroom in Trump Towers he wanted to. Uh, absolutely. But, but the issue the issue is still a departing from democracy where you don't have equal access to any person who's qualified as a candidate to run for office and you've got a handful of people, a selected few, picking the possible candidates that you have to vote for. Have well, to vote yeah. for. That's I, not democracy. You're right, Miss York, and I'll say it again. This Ron Sandman and his ilk, who's too, I mean, he's, I mean, first of all, he's too stupid to even read the bylaws, and second of all, he's stupid enough just to post something on, post face, it Facebook? on, yeah. on Facebook. And it just <laughs> to <laughs> say that, that he now reads the bylaws to say that, you know, uh, no Corker and and Lamar Republicans can be qualified to run for the party for in a primary as Republicans, you know. And then he, but then he doubles down by saying, "I'm satisfied that the bylaws were upheld." I mean, this guy is a certified puddinghead. Doug, I think one of the things from a, I guess from an outside observer, one of the things I'm starting to notice is there used to be, you know, you had your right and your left, and then you had the, you had that middle ground that some people would be in there. Now you got your right and your left, and you got this big old canyon. Yeah. There is no yeah. middle ground. Yeah. And you're either going to have to go one way or the other, and, and, and I think that's alienating and, and, some people that, oh, I mean, but the worst that thing, get involved Mike, in let's that. Go back to if this you idiot. went to the middle ground, yeah. you get criticized, you get alienated, ostracized <clears throat> from the party. But there's no, yeah, there's no middle ground now to stand on. It's a big old chasm, and... You know, and, and it's hard for for some of us. You know, like I I, I tend to see myself kind of in the middle. Yes, I kind of lean towards the right, lean <laughs> literally lean towards the right a little bit. But you know, I don't like sitting on that ledge out there. It's either this way or jump off the cliff, and I'm afraid that's where we're going. Both on both sides of that aisle. Kind of. Like, I've seen I've seen it the Democrats let's, let's, let's as much get, as I do let, the Republicans. Let's get back to this idiot Sandman. I mean, you know, he's uh, – this is one of your Republican State Executive Committee members who's dumber in a box of rocks and doesn't even know how – he doesn't even know how dumb he's making himself look by posting this stuff on Facebook. You know, I mean, somebody – I mean, Lord, somebody needs to get a court order and take away the keyboard from this guy. <laughs> I mean, the uh, and And this is – but when you when you dis, when you say okay, nobody who's ever supported Corker or Lamar in Tennessee is can or may be qualified to run as a Republican anymore, you are disenfranchising people just as surely as people got disenfranchised in Atlanta and Philadelphia and Detroit. That's one is not any greater bad than the other. They're both bad. They both undermine the integrity of the elections. They both make people just go, screw it, my vote doesn't count, and stay home. And this is this has got to quit. And this, you know, this takes us back to the Ministry of Disinformation. When you start disqualifying people to run as Republicans, that and and letting people like Ron Sandman. Idiots G- like Jim, a, Jim Sandman. Jim Sandman decide who's a true Republican and who's not. You're going down the same slippery slope you are with the Ministry of Disinformation. Who decides what disinformation is? Who decides who's a legitimate Republican? The voters, the people, the people of the United States 
should decide what's disinformation. The people of Tennessee should decide who is a Republican. And if you do it any other way, you are disenfranchising, you are depriving, you're you're just Heil Hitler, by God. That's Bill, Bill, we Jim Sandman. If you see his name on the ballot, I don't care if you have to vote for Mickey Mouse. Vote for anybody but Jim Sandman. We had a Democrat a couple of years ago that ran up in East Tennessee that had supremacist credentials, but we didn't take him off the ballot. No. But did he get elected? Nope. No. <laughs> he didn't get elected. I mean, to do anything other than let the people decide makes, makes, I mean, you're saying, you're telling, you're too stupid to figure it out. Now, you know, the people in East Tennessee or whatever, are, are, they're, I assume they're not going to vote for any supremacists. They didn't, did they? No, they didn't vote for him. Yeah. But we didn't take him off as Democrats off the ballot either. No. It's probably you left it up to your voters to decide. Exactly. And they did the right thing. Yes, mm-hmm. they did. Because people aren't as dumb as politicians believe that they are. Or people on the executive committee like Jim Sandman. Jim Sandman. I mean, y'all, this is just, this ought to be... I don't know what it ought to be. I mean, he's got power and he's using his power. Well, <laughs> you want to watch a train wreck? Go back and watch yesterday's gubernatorial Republican primary debate in Georgia. Cringe worthy. That's all I'm going to say. Cringe worthy. All right, we'll take it up tomorrow. Tomorrow's right hard, folks. Happy Monday. We're out Have here. a great day, folks. One more time, thanks to the ladies for the, from the Quilts of Valor yes, for their thanks presentation. Thanks to the ladies from me there, Mike, Coach, Coach, Quilts of Valor. And Jim, James Dixon, Jim York, thank you for your service. Appreciate Coach Mike Lyle, thanks for bringing that uh, ceremony to us. It's awesome.